as we kick off week two, uh, I began to think about uh, the problem that we're having in our home, home right now. Uh, right now in the Cooper home, there's a leak. And one of our, uh, we're having the leak on, on top of the ceiling and we could not figure out what was going on. We've had uh, a couple of plumbers come and they're trying to figure out where the leak was coming from. And they finally decided the way that we're going to find out where this leak is coming from is we have to cut open the sheetrock. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, could cut up the sheetrock. Then we're going to have to get sheetrock put back on. Then we're going to have to get painter out and thinking, oh no, no is there any other way? No, no, we got to cut open the sheetrock. So they cut open the sheetrock in one of my son's bedroom because there was a shower that bump uh, that, that backs up to the bedroom and they think we think the leak is starting right here so they cut open the the the, the sheet rock and there it goes the leak is coming right there a shower pan is not holding the water like it should we're gonna have to replace the shower pan so we're waiting for the plumber to come hopefully this week or next week to get our leak fixed and then uh, right now there's a hole in the wall but we had to fix that we're gonna go ahead and put the sheet rock back up and do you know how you hang the sheet rock back up when you don't know what you're doing. Duct tape. Come on, somebody. This is the this is right here. That's my house right there, y'all. Duct tape will fix everything. That's what I know. Oh, I'm from We Woke Up. Duct tape will fix everything. Duct tape has multiple purposes. If your plastic bowl gets messed up, just put some duct tape on it. Come on, just uh, come on. If you get a splinter in your hand, just use some duct tape. It'll it'll get the splinter out. Come on. If if you, if you are moving homes or new apartment or duplex, you need help moving. Just get some duct tape. It'll help. It'll help you move. Duct duct, duct tape will fix some stuff, church. If you get an injury on your body and you need to get healed, just use some duct tape. Who knows what I'm talking about? Duct tape will help you. If you got a sink that's messed up, just put some duct tape on that sink. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you do. Just put some duct tape. You got one of your seats that gets kind of torn up in your car and you don't know how you're going to sit down in your car. I'll tell you how. Just put some duct tape on that bad boy. You'll be all right. If you got a tire that's messing up on you, just duct tape that tire and get yourself on the road. Come on, sometimes your car is falling apart. What do you do when your car is falling apart? You know, you just put some duct tape on that window and hold that bad boy together. And every once in a while when you fly, you ought to look out the window before you take off because they even use duct tape on your plane. <laughs> duct tape will fix anything. It has multiple purposes. And we live in a culture that loves things that have multiple purposes. I, I saw a Swiss army knife that has 33 uses. I mean, that, 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 that bad boy, you can use it for all kinds of stuff. We, we love things that have multiple purposes. Matter of fact, one of the reasons we love smartphones is because it has so many purposes and uses. You can call on the phone, email, text, search the web, download all these apps, look at television, music, banking, booking flights, order food, and so much more that the smartphone can be used for. We love things that have multiple purposes. But can I tell you today that nothing man has has made can compare with the multiple purposes of the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit is amazing of how he can function and work and his role and purpose in our life. And today I want to begin by sharing the theme verse for this series. In Acts 19 and verse number one, it says, when Apollos was at Corinth, 
Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples, some believers, some Christians, and asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And there are a lot of Christians today who have not heard about the Holy Spirit or they haven't heard very much or they know very little about the Holy Spirit or they have been misinformed about the person of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to understand today that there are so many purposes. There's so much, uh, the, the, the role and the function of the Holy Spirit of the Holy Spirit is so important in the life of the believer. And here's what I want to do. I want to take time today and share with you some of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. Because I told you last week, the Holy Spirit is God. And I want you to know how God the Holy Spirit is supposed to be working in your life, that you would get to know the Holy Spirit better, that you would get to know God better. Time won't permit me to cover all of the wonderful purposes of the Holy Spirit. There are just a whole lot. But I do want to zoom in today and talk about six purposes of the Holy Spirit. Number one is this. Come on, all my note takers, take some notes, get it down so that you can take this home and, and, and apply it to your life. Number one is the Holy Spirit comforts you. He comforts you. Second Corinthians chapter one and verse three and four says this, praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God, notice this, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Now notice this, the Bible says the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles, all our trials, all our dilemma, all our worry. He comforts us whenever a Christ follower is going through trouble. God the Holy Spirit is always there and always ready to comfort the Christ follower. Here's what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John chapter 14 and verse 26. I, I love this out of the King James Version. He says, but the comforter, talking about the Holy Spirit, the comforter, that word there in the Greek is the paraclete, or some translations, the way they translate it is, is the advocate or the helper. The message Bible says the friend, the, the, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things. So one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to be a teacher in your life. Don't have time today to unpack that, but want to highlight it to you today. He's a teacher and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Another purpose of the Holy Spirit is to bring back to remembrance the scripture, things that Jesus has said to you. The Holy Spirit brings those back into your remembrance when you need them. It's a purpose of the Holy Spirit. But what I want to zoom in on is but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of every Christian, and he wants to comfort you. When life is hard, and that's not an if, it's a when, because Jesus said in this world, even for Christians, you will have trouble. And when you go through trouble, the Holy Spirit literally wants to comfort you. I have a favorite chair in my home. It's in my living room. It reclines back, and 
about 95% of the time when I'm in that chair, I grab a comforter. I grab a a blanket and I cover up because I get cold easy and it just comforts me. It, it makes me feel good. It keeps me warm. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to do when you're going through trouble and you're going through worry and you're going through pain and you're going through heartache. He wants to cover you up. He wants to comfort you like a blanket. I, I want you to understand that's a purpose of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I, my mom died a decade ago. I remember when my, when my brother died several years ago, the pain and, and the heartache. And what I can tell you is when they died and I, I yet the tears and, and and the grief and yet I had an unexplainable peace in my heart because the Holy Spirit was comforting me I didn't go to alcohol I didn't go to drugs I didn't go to pornography I didn't go to pills how I many if you go to those things those are false comforts you want to go to the Holy Spirit you want to allow him to comfort he's the true comforter he'll comfort you in all of your troubles there's a second purpose of the Holy Spirit today. He has multiple purposes. Number two is this. The Holy Spirit leads your life. That's one of his purposes. Romans chapter 8 and verse 4 says, In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to, accordance with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Think about this. Is your mind set on what the flesh desires or is your mind set on what the Spirit desires for your life? Do you care about what the Holy Spirit desires and wants for your life? Do you ask the Holy Spirit to lead your life. You see, a lot of Christians are way more in tune with what their flesh is saying and not so in tune to what the Holy Spirit is saying in regards to their life. They're led by the flesh instead of led by the Spirit. And I want you to really process this just for the next two or three seconds. Who's leading your life? Really? Your flesh or the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 25 says, since we are living by the Spirit, and that's what we should do as Christ followers, live by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every, come on, would everybody shout every? Come on, online, somebody type the word every right there in the chat line. That's so key. Let the Let's, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. When you get to know the Holy Spirit, when you're continually filled with the Holy Spirit, he will lead and direct every part of your life. Here's what I want to do to teach you about the person of the Holy Spirit, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit. Let me quickly show you what it looks like to follow the Spirit's leading in every part of your life. Instead of following the flesh, what it looks like to follow the Holy Spirit. Here's what it looks like. Number one, you speak what the Spirit says to speak. Let me give you an example. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 13. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us, notice, by the Spirit. 
using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. When you are led by the Holy Spirit, you speak words that are led by the Spirit. How many of you are like me? From time to time, somebody's getting on your last nerves. Anybody been there before? Come on. From time to time, somebody says something that makes you angry. That makes you, come on, you ever been there? Somebody just makes you angry and you want to cuss them out. Come on, don't leave me hanging. I know we're in church, but you can, come on. You, you, want, you want to give them a piece of your mind. You want to say something and you want to be a jerk. You want to gossip. You want to lie. You want to lash out. I, I've been there more times than I want to admit. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm mad and I, I'm, I'm ready to. And I pause. Holy Spirit said, don't you say that. Don't you say that. And I pause. And then I say something that the Spirit wants me to say. Have you ever been there before where, where you're, 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 it's boiling on the inside and you just want to, you, you're going to say the right thing but the wrong tone? What do you think I said? You're like, okay, I can't say it like that. Don't say it like that. No, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, don't you, don't you say it like that? And you use a better tone. You see, Spirit-led people speak what the Spirit says to speak. Spirit-led people, here's a second, you go where the Spirit says go. Luke chapter 4, verse 1, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led, notice it's led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Here's a big key to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have to be full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. You have to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit if you're going to follow the Spirit's leading. Let me give you an example of this. Acts chapter 11 and verse number 11 and 12, people following the Spirit's lead. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. The Spirit told me, let me pause. I think we read scriptures like this, and we think it's good for them, but will it really happen for me? Yes. I really want you to understand the Holy Spirit, he wants to speak to you. The Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. These six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. People led of the Spirit go where the Spirit says to go. I just want you to think about it. Are you even allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you about where to go? Is it the cry of your heart to say, God, I just want to be led of your spirit. I want your spirit to lead my life. And the Holy Spirit wants to tell you where to go. He wants to tell you to go buy that home or, or go marry that person or go take that job or go buy that car or go to that school. The Holy Spirit wants to tell you where to go. It's a part of being led by the Holy Spirit. It's, it's part of his purpose in our life is to be led by his spirit. There's a, there's a third purpose when we look at the leadership of the Holy Spirit. You don't go where the Spirit says not to go. Let me give you an example here. Acts chapter 16, verse number 6. You don't go where the Spirit says not to go. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept, been kept 
by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word of God in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Messiah, of Messiah they, they tried to enter Bithynia, but Bithynia, excuse me, Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to go. That's so interesting. Paul, he wanted to. His desire was, I want to go to that city and I want to preach. But for some reason, the Holy Spirit says, don't go. And so Paul didn't go. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do to us. The Holy Spirit, when we're led of his spirit, he doesn't just tell us to go. He will tell us not to go. If you'll listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, there'll be times he'll tell you, don't you go by that. Don't you go marry them. Don't you go take that job. Don't you go to that school. Don't you go do that. And the Holy Spirit wants to lead you in every area of your life. People that are led by the Spirit. Number four, you let the Spirit speak to you through God's people. So you let the Spirit speak. You listen to what the Spirit has to say. And you say what the Spirit says to say. And you then go where the Spirit says to go. And you don't go where the Spirit says not to go. And then the Spirit speaks through God's people. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, here's an example, verse number 12. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit, using the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. Now catch this, verse 14. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit says. And I'm desperate for this for our church. I want you to know the Holy Spirit more and more so that you can be spiritually mature enough to know when God is using someone to speak to you by his spirit. Every Sunday, when you come to church and the word of God is preached, God is speaking to you by his spirit. Are you hearing it? Every Sunday when we worship and the worship team is leading us into the presence of the Lord, the spiritually mature people, they are hearing the spirit speak to them as they minister in song. Are you hearing what the spirit is saying to you every Wednesday night in our youth services when the holy, when, when, when the word of God is preached, the Holy Spirit is speaking. Students, are you hearing what the spirit is speaking to you in your small group with other Christians when, when people are speaking and ministering and and talking the Holy Spirit is speaking through them to to your life are you hearing what the Spirit is saying to you and spiritually immature people number one they don't come to church but number two when they do come they don't listen they're playing on their iPhone they're making a grocery list Tuning me in and tuning me out and tuning the preacher. They're not, they're not listening to what the Spirit is saying to them. The Holy Spirit speaks through his people to follow the Spirit's leading in every area of your life. you got to also listen to the Spirit speaking through his people. Here's the fifth one. Here's the fifth one to be led of the Spirit. You let the Spirit speak to you about your daily decisions. So key. About your daily decisions. Let me give you an example. Acts 3 and verse 2. While they were worshiping. The Lord in fasting, the Holy Spirit said, he wants to do this in your life. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And the Holy Spirit told them 
just everyday life. I want you to set apart these two men for the work of the ministry. And they listen to the Holy Spirit in their daily decisions. In people's church, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you in your daily decisions. The big ones and the small ones. I find that in my life, even in the small decisions. Now, uh, the Holy Spirit didn't tell me to wear these shoes today. I picked them out. He didn't tell me to wear this shirt. I picked it out. But the Holy Spirit does speak to me in the small details of my life, in my marriage, or with my children, in our finances, decisions about the church, the small ones and the big ones. See, the Holy Spirit speaks to me in the small decisions. I'm, I'm listening for his voice. What are you saying? How are you leading? I want to hear your voice. And in the big decisions, I, I remember Tiffany and I, we thought we were going to be evangelists. For years and years and years and years, we were going to travel around America, and God was blessing in the world and preach the gospel. And we did for six or seven years for full time. And then the Holy Spirit said, I've got a new direction for your life. It was big, but we were listening to what the Holy Spirit was saying. And I, I can remember thinking we were going to go to Kansas City, Missouri to start the church, or St. Louis, Missouri. We were looking at Minneapolis. We were looking at many places. And, and the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 no. I want you to come to Oklahoma City and to start this church called People's Church. We were listening for the Holy Spirit's voice in the small things and in the big things. One of the Holy Spirit's role, one of his roles in your life is to lead your life. That is one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you a third purpose of the Holy Spirit. Number three is this. The Holy Spirit unifies the church. It's one of his purposes. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ, for we are all baptized by one spirit. Why? So as to form one body body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, and we, we, we were all given the one spirit to drink. So notice this, God has made us all different, but we are baptized by one Holy Spirit to form one body. Everybody shout one body. We form one body of Christ because of the Holy Spirit, you and I are one body. He says this in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 21, in whom the whole building being fitted Together, talking about the body of Christ, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together, together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is building us together to be one body. The Holy Spirit unifies us as one body. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 3 says, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit, or I could say it this way, the unity of the Holy Spirit. Spirit through the bond of peace. Here's what's key to understand about one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit-led people are people of unity, not people of division. People who are causing division and strife in the body of Christ, I don't care how loud they are. I don't care how popular they are. They are not full of the Holy Spirit. People who go around gossiping and slandering and backbiting and causing division in God's church are not led by the, by, by the Holy Spirit. I don't care how many Instagram followers they have. I don't care how many people follow them on Facebook. The Holy Spirit unites us, not divides us. And one of the things I love about people's church is that we are full of the power of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit is powerfully working in our church. Can I tell you? 
It takes the power of the Holy Spirit for black people and white people and brown people to come together every Sunday and to worship Jesus together on what many still call the most segregated hour of the every single week is Sunday morning at People's Church because of the power of the Holy Spirit. We've got Democrats, Republicans, and Independents worshiping the Lord together. We've got Baptists and Methodists and Pentecostals and Nazarenes and Episcopalians and Catholics all coming together to lift up the name of Jesus. Why? Because we're baptized into one spirit to become one body. The Holy Spirit is unifying us, not trying to divide us. God, give us more of the Holy Spirit. When you get full of God's Holy Spirit, let me tell you what you will do. You will fight and protect unity. When you get full of the Holy Spirit and are led by the Holy Spirit, you will protect the unity of your marriage, protect the unity of your family. You're not trying to stir it up. You're trying to calm it down. You'll protect the unity of your friendships, of your workplace, of your church, and God fill us full of the Holy Spirit because a divided world needs a united church. Fill us with the Holy Spirit to unite us. That's what he does. So if somebody's on your road causing chaos, they're a hellion, raising it up, causing, I don't care how spiritual they look, they're not led by the Holy Spirit because he's a unifier, not a divider. Number four is this, the Holy Spirit empowers you. Acts 1 and verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Power for living. Real power comes from the Holy Spirit. And next week, I'm going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Last week, I talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. Today, I'm talking about the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Next week, we're going to look at the power of the Holy Spirit. And some of you, what you're lacking in life and why you're being defeated and sin continually overcomes you and you continue to walk in the same addiction week after week, year after year, is you need the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about that next week. Number, number five is this, a fifth purpose of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit convicts you. He convicts you. There, there are two reasons the Holy Spirit convicts people. The first is this, he convicts lost people to be saved. He wants them to be saved from the consequences of sin. Notice this in John 16 and, and verse number 7. It says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away. This is Jesus saying, I'm going to go away. And he did go away in Acts chapter number 1. Because if I don't, the advocate, the, the counselor, the, the helper, the comforter, the, the paraclete, the friend won't come. If I do go away, and he did go away in Acts 1, eight, uh, Acts 1 then I will send him to you and he did in Acts chapter 2 verse 8 says and when he comes he will notice this convict the world of its sin and of righteousness of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment so God convicts a lost world of sin why so they can know God the Holy Spirit draws lost people to Jesus so that their sins can be forgiven that's one of his purposes. The only way that you can come to Jesus is that the Holy Spirit draws you. And I can remember being lost in high school. 
And I remember being in sin and the Holy Spirit convicting me. I didn't even know it was the Holy Spirit at the time. Have you been there before? Maybe you were in the club getting down, getting high, getting drunk, and doing some stuff you know you shouldn't be doing, and all of a sudden you feel this conviction. Like, I should be having fun right now, but I'm convicted. I, I'm in the middle of sin, and, and, and I'm, I'm thinking I should be having fun, but I'm convicted. And that was me. I was in the middle of sin, and I was convicted. I said to myself, in the middle of sin, I'm supposed to be having fun. I said, I'm not going to continue to live this way. Didn't even know why I was saying it. It was the Holy Spirit drawing me to Jesus. And then I ended up giving my life to the Lord uh, several months later. Because the Holy Spirit, one of his roles is to convict us and to draw us to Jesus. Here's a second, here's a second reason that he convicts us. He convicts saints to be sanctified. He convicts, convicts saints to be sanctified. So when you read John 16 verse 8, it says, he will convict the world of sin and that's also talking about Christians. Sinners are not just in the world. Christ followers, Christians are in the world. And one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit is to convict Christians, but not for salvation, but for sanctification. Sanctification is to simply, simply means to be more like Jesus. So the purpose for Christians of conviction is not salvation, it's sanctification. Why does the Holy Spirit convict us? That leads me to point number six. The Holy Spirit changes you. He convicts you to change you. He convicts you to change you to be more like Jesus. Let me show you this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse number 8. I want you to see the purpose of the Holy Spirit, that you would have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It says this in verse 18. So all of us who have had the, that veil removed. Come on, I'm glad that veil of sin, the scale off our, our eyes have been removed and can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, notice this, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. And the Holy Spirit, he convicts us. And can I tell your church, conviction is a good thing. Conviction is a good thing. If you are convicted over some sin, over lying, over cheating, over some type of immorality, if you feel conviction, don't think that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. When you sense conviction, lean into it. That's one of the Holy Spirit's purposes. That's his role. You feel conviction, lean into it. Don't, don't lean away from conviction. It's a good thing. Some people don't like conviction. They think it's a negative thing. Can I tell you, it is not scary when the Holy Spirit is convicting you. What's scary is when he's not convicting you. When you don't feel any conviction and you're in sin and you're making wrong decisions and you don't feel anything, you feel no conviction, you feel nothing in your heart, you just keep doing it and you keep cheating, you keep, keep the lying, you keep the sin, and you just keep going and you don't feel anything. And that's when we need to be concerned because the purpose of the Holy Spirit is to convict you and to convict me so that he can change you and me to be more like Jesus. That's, that's his purpose, that's, that's his role. <laughs> Hebrews chapter three and verse seven says this, verse seven and eight. So as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you hear his voice, you sense his conviction, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of testing in the wilderness. When the Holy Spirit comes and he's speaking to you, he's convicting you. Don't harden your heart. Don't turn away from it. Yield to it. 
Because we need more of the Holy Spirit so that we can be like Jesus. And I believe even right now as I'm teaching, the anointing is here. The power of God is here. There's conviction here. But it's a good thing. It's either to save you or to make you more like Jesus. The Holy Spirit today, he wants to comfort us. He wants to lead us. He wants to unify us. He wants to empower us. He wants to convict us. He wants to change us. And right now, I, 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 I intentionally left some time on the back end of this service to give us a few minutes to worship. Now, if you don't desire more of the Holy Spirit, you can leave. I hope that's not the case. You'll break my heart, but that's okay. But I believe the majority of you, you want more of the Holy Spirit. Spirit break out. Change me. Make me more like Jesus. Fill me. Lead me. Empower me. Help me. At all of our campuses right now, would you just stand all around this place at all of our campuses? Just stand. and Don't leave early. What a moment to go after God. Would you begin, before they even begin to sing at the campuses, would you just begin to lift your hands and just call out, God, fill me. I need more of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, break out. Have your way in my life. At all of our locations, would you ask God for more of the Holy Spirit that you could live for him and reflect him and be more like Jesus? I turn it over to all the campuses. Come on, let's sing this song together. Would you sing it right now? Spirit break out. We need more. Break our walls down. Oh, Spirit break out. 